They want to make me smell the poop. Please, Monroe. Please, Monroe. Please, Monroe. We're calling you. Pick up your phone. Please, Monroe. Please, Monroe. Please, Monroe. We're calling you. Pick up your Hello and welcome to another episode of Calling Monroe. I'm Ragnar and I'm joined here in Niceland by my funny little friend, Guyon. Guyon, do you want to say hello to the people? Hello. Oh, you don't sound very on top of the world. I'm not sure I'm awake. Yeah, it's morning. Fucking Monroe. He always does this. He makes us record at crazy times. It's... Mm -hmm. 11.16 11.16 in the morning. It's basically the middle of the night. Yeah. Uh, so I'm drinking sparkling water. You're sober, uh, I hope. Yeah, of course. Uh, we're going to have to rely on Monroe to be funny and cool, yep. I guess. Should we call him? Yeah. All right. Let's call Monroe. What's up, folks? Oh, Monroe, hey. Oh, he's in another time zone. <laughs> yeah, uh, what the hell, man? That's, that's why he's in a good mood. It's quarter past yeah. 12. I've been out for a swim in the sea. I saw a seal. I've had a good morning. I've eaten some prawns. And I'm just prepping for work at half past four. Jesus, man. Why Why are you being such a go-getter? Such a go-getter. I'm going climbing tomorrow. I saw yesterday someone described... Um, Climbing or bouldering specifically as as exercise mixed with problem solving. Yeah. Which made it sound even more better. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done it in a while, but I want to. Yeah. I, when you're bouldering, you don't call them climbs. You call you refer to them as problems. Like, oh, that's a nice problem. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. But when you and I were climbing back in our glory days, <laughs> what did we call them? Probably just... Roots. I don't know. Roots. Ooh. Probably better punter climbers, as it were. So mm, true. But now I'm gonna buy some leggings. Ooh. I'm trying what, what I'm trying what I'm trying to do. So I've got I've got a little group of people that I climb with in Turkey who are all Schmedics. And I'm gonna we're trying to we decided yesterday that we're gonna get matching leggings. So we're trying to decide whether we're going to go for tie-dye or horses on the leggings horses horses all day yeah i think horses was the the general consensus um and then that'll help us climb probably at least one and a half grades harder i think yeah definitely are you gonna Um, get them from lululemon what's lululemon why don't you live in the uk or not it's some like uh fashion uh athleisure wear brand uh and people love that shit or something but the dude who who founded it is just a a weirdo piece of shit. He's done. All, was reading about him the other day. He so first of all, he named it Lululemon apparently because it would be hard for Asians to say. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is and he then, just a little bit of a cunt? Or <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is just a a, a cunt. <laughs> Fair. But apparently, they're very comfortable leggings. Uh, do you have any experience with Lululemon leggings? Shout out, by the way, if you want to sponsor us. I have never heard heard of this before. Fair enough. Leggings, what is that? It's like uh like tights. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. Well. Saying that Lululemon leggings are comfortable is a, mm. is a bit of, you know, there's lies, damn lies and statistics because all leggings are comfortable. Uh probably not if they're made of like sandpaper. Yeah, but they don't make them of sandpaper, <laughs> you shit. <laughs> <laughs> there's differences in like comfortude. <sighs> For for like, so I have. What what is your English doing this morning? <laughs> it's the middle of the night, man. Um, so I have a pair of, I guess they're leggings. Uh, they're like running tights uh, running that I tights. wear. I don't. They're fucking hell, man. I wear them in the winter time if I'm outside doing exercise. Mm. So they're just like they're like they're leggings, I guess. But they're yeah. 
they're just tights, uh, and then I wear like shorts over them and look awesome. Mm, uh, the shorts are, over the top. Yeah, nice. it's pretty sexy. Yeah, uh, but the the inside is lined with fleece. Ooh, ooh yeah, hello. So they, I know. So like, they are super comfortable. Shout out Adidas if you want to sponsor us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it would be an act of charity at this point for someone to sponsor us just to, just to give us that feeling. <laughs> Uh, someone's got to at some point. I mean, mm. come on, boys. We're shouting out all these products. Maybe one of our parents can, can sponsor the show at some point just so <laughs> we feel like good about ourselves. Can't Mel's parents sponsor us? Haven't they been your sort of personal charity for a while now? Uh, well, I mean, Mel's been my personal charity for a while. I yeah, but more by, than her parents. But by okay. extension of her parents, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so ask them if they can... Uh, do you think they listen to the show? No, they think they listen to 45 seconds of the first episode. Oh. And then tapped out. <laughs> probably the, uh, the first the first sea bomb probably sent them fleeing from the seeing. Dude, why are they so sensitive? Can't they handle real talk? They're lovely people and do not say anything against them in a public forum. Speaking or of, privately. Speaking of which, I need to publicly apologize to my mother... Uh, first of all, because we argued in my dream last night, or the one that just happened, because it's morning. Uh, yeah, I was, long story, I'm not going to speak about my dreams on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and then, number two, because I said last episode that she doesn't listen to the podcast, and she called me to correct the record, and she does listen to the podcast, it's just that uh, there was that one episode that she thought was disgusting and horrible, so she tapped out and just didn't finish that sewed. <sighs> Shout but out to the, your mom then and her delicious chili jam. Oh yeah, exactly. Oh, I should have. Uh, I should get you some somehow. I don't know how. What episode was that? The the breast something to do with breast milk and and eat, drinking it and stuff. She just wasn't a fan of. We were talking about like oh. in, ingesting other people's bodily mm-hmm. fluids. She mm-hmm. wasn't a fan. Which is fully you know, I, I can sympathize. You know, it doesn't. I feel like we were yeah. wrong and she was right there. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, agreed. So, thanks, mom. She listens to the podcast. They're they're on a trip out of town currently, and they were listening to us on this trip. How romantic is that? That is romantic. Yeah, this also happened. Bam chicka wham wham. <sighs> Jesus. I went on like a drive or a trip out of town with them, and then and then they were listening to the podcast. So we like we were in the car, and I was in the back seat, uh, and they were listening to Calling Monroe. It was a, a weird experience. Mm. Some would say good listening to myself to pass the time. <laughs> you do love the sound of your own voice. <sighs> Excuse me. <laughs> I have been talking a lot this episode. Gulian, how are you feeling? You're very quiet. I know. I'm tired. <laughs> Yeah, we can all be. I, I've, I've been thinking about many clever things to say, but I'm always a little bit too late. <laughs> <laughs> I kept a list this week of stuff that was going to be interesting to talk about, but it all seems too too heavy and highbrow for me right now. Fair, you know. We what just is, can you bring the least complicated? The least complicated thing. Um, all right, let's talk about this. Is something that I've wanted to talk about for a while, so let's just. Let's just dive right in there, right? Mm-hmm. Diamonds, yeah. frogs. Oh shit! Wait, what about frogs? The fact that the, the you, if you boil them, they don't stay in the water. Wait, what? No, this, I, <laughs> well, I guessed what? wrong. I was guessing, what? and I guessed wrong. Okay, but just hit, hit me up with this. Shit. So you know, you know, um, <laughs> there's that famous experiment that everyone quotes uh, as also sort of like a metaphor for life, where. If you throw a, f- a frog into boiling water, it'll immediately jump out. But if you boil the frog, if you start the wa- oh, frog yeah. in cold water and then slowly boil it, it will just stay there. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, th- I think the original paper, what what people neglect to say from the original paper, is that all these frogs that were in the experiment had their head cut off. Oh. What the fuck? <laughs> so it, they were basically <laughs> looking at the reflexes, the sort of reflexes of the frog, as opposed to a conscious and aware frog. Jesus. Okay. That, that's a huge asterisk. It is a big, big caveat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's about as big as it gets. Yeah. Jesus. Fair. So yeah. that's a cool reflex though, that like their reflex for hot water is to jump out of it. That's pretty cool. I mean, our reflex for hot stuff is to move away from it. Before the, So if you touch, touch something hot, 
and your arm moves away from it, that action happened before the signal that that was hot ever got to your brain. Hmm. Yeah, uh, we did learn this. Yeah. Whatever, man. We learned, we learned this These together. spinal reflex things. <laughs> spine. Spine words. Yeah. That's not what I was going to talk about, but it is a good one. Mm -hmm. uh, what I was going to talk about is Tesla I'm batteries. I'm I didn't hear that. <laughs> That's because <laughs> she spoke. <laughs> <laughs> so what? Okay, I'll say it again. And go on, listen. What I want to talk about is Tesla batteries. Ooh. Oh. So this is a, a thing that I've thought about, and I don't know how to feel about it. So Tesla, the mm. boutique car manufacturer, mm. anything but boutique, uh, they... They make their cars, and you can get uh, batteries in these cars at different like capacities. You can get like the smaller battery, or you can get the larger battery. Mm -hmm. All right, so far so good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> We're with you. Yes. All right, and the thing is though that uh, the small battery and the large mm -hmm. battery are mm -hmm. the same battery. But in the case of the small battery, uh, mm -hmm. it's it just has like a software lock on it that keeps you from using the the remaining capacity. It just like caps the charge limit mm -hmm. of the battery, and so, so all you're paying sneaky. for. So sneaky! I know, I know. So they did this once where they were like, there was some uh, some shit going on. There was like a forest fire or something, and they were like, we're uncapping all the batteries in that area. So people can get out, rumor it, something like this. And then I, it got me thinking. It was like, shit, this is sneaky and kind of shitty of them to just give the same battery and, and software cap it and make you make you pay extra. Well, um, mm, and then uh, I I know. Wait, there's more to my thought. <laughs> uh, and then doing a little bit more thought and research on the matter, I realized that by having the same battery. In both cars, it's mm -hmm. like it's cheaper for them in terms yeah. of like manufacturing to just make yeah. the one battery, uh, mm -hmm. and they can offer the smaller battery cheaper, and it's being subsidized by the people who buy the more expensive thing. So, like all in all, it's a net gain, but just something feels a little bit shitty about the fact that you're buying something and it's just yeah. arbitrarily being shut off from you. It's like Ooh. when you um, sometimes you know you can get a car with added features or you can get a car without the added features it's the same mm -hmm. there but often the only uh difference in the two cars is that one has had the fuse installed for that electrical circuit in the car that allows that feature to be present mm -hmm. uh, same same idea yeah it feel like it feels wrong even though yeah. i suppose it is right like so many things in life it it also seems like a waste yeah but they're a business and i don't think they have any responsibility to be charitable Ugh, i hate this this thing that you just said why because it's the don't hate the player hate the game type thing you can hate both i don't hate the game either i think capitalism has if you've got a strong middle class then capitalism takes many people to many places but it you buy jesus man uh it is a game that wipes out the middle class in the long form Oh, my superficial knowledge has just been <laughs> exposed. <laughs> uh, yeah, we don't have to dive that deep into the American <laughs> yeah. drawbacks of capitalism, I guess. Mm -hmm. I hate it, though, when people are like, they're a business. Uh, they don't have any responsibility to not be fucks. Like, you can still... I did not say they have no responsibility. I said they didn't have a responsibility to be charitable. But there is a difference between not being a fuck and not being charitable but you can be uh you mm. can be a fuck within like the confines of the rules that are set and people give like that sort of behavior a pass and that mm, I, yeah. i'm not a fan of that where it's like where like when people are excusing these like very complicated ways to avoid paying tax and they're like well it's legal so they're this is perfectly fine for them to do you would do the same it's like well mm. no not necessarily and like, no, because I don't do it in my everyday life. But that's because uh, you don't have the finances to make it worthwhile doing. If you were uh, going yeah. to lose out on half of your money because it, versus avoiding tax, then you would probably avoid tax because in your mind, you would then ignore the fact that a lot of your success is down to the country you're born in and the family you were born to and other lucky situations you've had. And you start to believe that your success is due to your hard work. 
mm-hmm. and then start to think you deserve the money and then be like, well, I actually, I pay more than my share of, of tax anyway. So why shouldn't I do this? And that would probably be the logic you'd end up using. Uh, maybe, but I would like to think not. There was an interesting video by, um, oh, what's his name again? He's a, a Veritasium, uh, who's a, a physics YouTuber. And he was talking about the impact of luck on your life uh, in terms of in relation to success that you might have. And the conclusion of the video was that luck is incredibly important, but it's a bit paradoxical in that you have to believe that luck's not important and that your life will be defined by how much effort and how much uh, hard work you're willing to put into it. Because only if you... Like if you believe that, you're more likely to put in the effort and the hard work. And that way, and without putting in that effort and hard work, you definitely won't be successful. But just because you put in that effort and hard work, you still need a lot of luck to actually make yourself successful. Is that convoluted and overcomplicated way of describing what I was trying to get across? Probably, but I don't think I could do any better. So Nice. Um, would you say if, you make your own luck? Uh, I mean, if you just... I, I would, I'd say that, you know, if you just try lots of things on one of those things, you will get lucky. Whereas if you only try once at something, you're unlikely to get lucky on that one shot that you've had. Mm. But what if you had one shot, one opportunity? <laughs> as soon as you said seize, one shot. <laughs> to seize any, everything you ever wanted. One moment. Would you capture it or just let it slip? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure you would know what moment that is. When it would arrive, you wouldn't know. Mm. Would you? You would have known if you did that. If you did it and it happened, you would have known about that moment. But if you didn't take it, then you. Well, I don't know. Then you, you then you won't know where it is. Some people look back and they're like, "That's where I fucked up." Mm. But maybe they're it, wrong. Maybe that isn't where they fucked up. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it, it was quite an interesting little simulation that he ran to kind of prove his point as well, where he. He created a simulation for mock astronaut school where he started with, I can't remember, like 10,000 people or something. And there were varying levels of luck to skill uh, that each of them had. Um, And I think the standard amount of luck was set to like 5% and then their skill level was, was changed. And then at the end there were sort of 10 astronauts that were picked for astronaut training out of this these people and out of the 10 about eight of them all had a significant level of luck involved um so that it, basically the point he was making was that luck is more important than skill but weren't they all surely they were all skillful the people that were picked they were all skillful to a certain level but they were being, competent they were they were competent but not necessarily the elite what what is considered luck is it luck to be born in a certain family? Yes, definitely. That's, not. that's a luck in this yeah. case. Uh, well, he wasn't. He wasn't defining what luck was. He was just giving mm. people a proportion of luck and a proportion of skill, and seeing what uh, what outcomes ended up being. And I think the luck was. It was just the luck was very important. I don't know. Mm. To be honest, I'm describing this badly, but luck's <laughs> important. These sorts of simulations are pretty cool. The question is whether it's realistic to boil like all of reality down to two variables and run a simulation, Mm. you know? Um, Yeah, I don't know. But also, with regards to that, do you think you could replicate his experiment? Because I was at an article this week all about the big old replication crisis that is Mm. hitting our Mm. favorite world of science, specifically medicine, which is obviously relevant to my line of work. Isn't it specifically psychology? Well, social sciences and medicine are the two yeah. big ones. Um, but let's rip psychology because medicine's good. Um, and uh, it was mm. <laughs> so uh, doctors and science. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Okay, I'm not going to say anything else. If, if, if my, 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 so my, my, my dad is listening to this podcast, he'll be 100 percent on your side here. Um, I think uh, I'm not going to say anything else, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but it was quite interesting, though. So it's all is this Wikipedia page all about the replication crisis, which has kind of been a term that's been in relatively common use since about 2010, mm-hmm. and it, it's it's bonkers. So I think there there was a group of 1,500 scientists that were were polled at one stage, and 70% of them said that they failed to reproduce 
someone else's experiments and 50% of them fail to reproduce their own experiments. And this is all based on published data. So there's just all these published stuff that you just can't reproduce. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've failed to reproduce another scientist's experiment. Really? Yeah. Did you publish that result? Did he or did I? Did you publish the fact that you failed to reproduce Uh, his result or her result? Yes and no. Like I've done it. It's so like we are in a field where reproduction of other people's results and like replication is a big thing. And so like there's, mm-hmm. uh, I've probably done, I've done both definitely. So like I've mentioned in paper, you can't like specifically publish this stuff. You can't like write a paper saying I didn't replicate to this. It usually falls within like a bigger discussion where it's like, we looked at this stuff and uh, here's the stuff that's been published and this stuff we replicated and then this stuff didn't replicate. So like. Mm things like that so i have and i haven't interesting but like i've also been a been a reviewer for some papers and good lord there is some garbage out there and yeah i remember specifically i got a paper um and i read it and i absolutely tore it to shreds because it was a piece of shit (laughs) like it was horrific and it was there it had no business being anywhere near anything um, and so there was just me and one other reviewer and the other reviewer had no major comments. He was just like, this is good. And he asked like two minor questions and that was it. So like, if it hadn't been me, if it had been some other dude that was similar to that other guy, that paper would have just gotten published, but it was obviously wrong. And their results were just a false positive And it was just like a piece of shit. So I think in medicine, one of the issues is that to get jobs in medicine, a lot of the time it's a point-based system. So you get so it's quite black and white in that. Uh, just to get to get your foot in the door pre-interview, if you have a publication, that gets you points rather than having a, po- a publication of a certain quality or whatever. So there's a big mm-hmm. push just to get anything published anywhere to get you a PubMed, PubMed ID. And if you manage that, then you get through to interview stage. And at interview stage, it's likely that there'll be someone there who'll look at your stuff and Mm-mm. knock you for six over it. But by that stage, you've already got the interview. You'll have other things you can talk about anyway. So there's a big mm-hmm. push just to get something published, regardless of what it is, if it's science that you actually think is good or anything like that, which is mm-hmm. kind of a big problem. Yeah, I've also heard about this in uh, in Denmark. Someone was telling me about this, that they, they have a lot of these like doctors that want to finish their PhD as well to be a double doctor. And they just they'll just crank out something in some like very specific, like local journal, like the Southern Danish Journal of Pediatric Criminality or some shit, <laughs> <laughs> like some super niche thing, and they'll just crank out like three shitty papers that you know are just crap, and then they'll have their PhD, and then they can be a double doctor, and it was like a thing, the old double D, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, nice. psycho- I remember reading this uh, originally about uh, psychology where the numbers were fucking crazy, where it was like such a huge number of papers. So they did it, um, they didn't do it in the way that you were describing, where they uh, polled scientists, but instead they took um, like a large selection of papers and tried to replicate them. Yeah, yeah. And it just it was abysmal. Almost none of them replicated, basically. I'm going to Google it real quick. That is quite, is quite a funny way of trying to assess the replication crisis by using a survey, which is notoriously an inaccurate way of measuring anything. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, if you if you interview enough people, then survey's fine. Don't you start with this. If you ask enough people, you'll get the right answer. Bullshit. But yeah. In this case, it's true. If you just, like, <laughs> if you survey enough people, then it's going to iron out all the... All <laughs> I'm, the not, I'm not even getting into this with you again. It's true, though. It's true. I think, I think you're giving it too mo- much more impact than it does. What the the? Yeah, yeah. Let's not talk about it. You should. You work with this stuff daily. You rely on this stuff. Have we got a uh, a voicemail this week at all? Uh, yes, we do. We do. Uh, I don't know where though. <laughs> what voicemail is it? Uh, it's uh, what's his name? Leo? Yeah. Oh yeah, he sent one a while ago, didn't he? A couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, so we have we have a voicemail somewhere. I just you know I don't know where, so I'm gonna have to try to find it because I'm let me not I on can top see if I can find today. it. 
I don't think any, none of us are on top of our game today. It's true. Yeah, that's right. I think this is not going to be a good episode. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, speaking of voicemails, we were sent a picture from Wish. You know, you know this fucking site, Wish. As in no. Make a Wish Foundation. No, it's like uh, it's some retailer. It's some like online shop thing, and they they constantly advertise on like Instagram and stuff and Facebook and whatever. And it's it just seems like complete garbage, uh, all of it. And they like they're always advertising like like get your favorite things like all these brand name shit for like super cheap anyway your friend chris stir sent me a picture of some women's underwear Mm -hmm. that uh i don't know i think it's meant to like redirect your farts nice so like i don't really i think i guess it's so that it doesn't smell no doesn't make a sound or something i'm not entirely sure but how does it work so it's like it's padded uh, on the bottom. So it's it looks like uh, shorts, like very short shorts, like tight okay. shorts. Um, and the the bottom, like the crotch area, kind of looks like it's padded uh, with like a a bicycle, you know, like a, the shape of a bicycle seat. Yeah, it's like that. Like that's like the padding of a bicycle seat, but inverted. So it's like around your genitalia and anus, um, and then it's got these like grooves in it that are by the looks of things because it has arrows that's supposed to like redirect the fart flow so redirect it it to where then it has a picture of like it coming sort of like out of the butt area but like upwards at like a 45 degree angle i don't i'm not entirely sure what the hell is going on and what the purpose of it is but it seems to be to redirect (laughs) the the fart flow you know what you could maybe do what you could maybe insert a tube into your uh, a, a narrow tube into your rectum, right? And then kind of put it around the intestines a little bit. Maybe stick it in like half a meter or something. Okay, I'm and then listening. Re- <laughs> <laughs> redirect the fart back into your asshole, and uh, then that way, you, like, if you're at someone's house and you need to fart, then you can fart. It'll redirect it back up there, and that'll just kind of savor it for later until you're outside, and then you can take off the pants and just fart normally. Whoa, that mm. damn, that's kind of small. That's not at all what I thought you were you were gonna <laughs> the first the first <laughs> bit of calling Monroe merchandise is are not be... that bad. The fart, the fart farts redirector. are not that bad. They're not, they're <laughs> yeah, not probably right. Good, yeah. Do you have something stuck up in your ass? Like half a meter up your ass. That's not that's not bad. What if you what if you redirected it and then like into your mouth and you like swallowed it? Oh no, you just made it gross. <laughs> I think I think no one would do that right now. It's a horrible problem. Uh, fair. I've, I've thought about this. I think think then you would barp a fart. I mean that is yeah. a thing that happens to be fair. Yeah, people uh when you when you get you know, sick, some people do end up having Speculant vomit, I, as we refer to it. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say that you can throw up poo. That's horrible. My yeah. mom's going to stop listening to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, that's the that is the worst, right? That that has to be the worst thing. The worst thing, <laughs> probably throwing up poo has to be the worst thing. Yeah, but I, I I imagine when you do that, it's like it's not uh, compact. It must be like more diarrhea-y, right? Or yeah, like, yeah. Can you imagine like? So can you imagine like <laughs> trying to force up like a solid poo out of your throat? That's horrible. Uh, hey, Rachna, I'm, I'm looking at this wish.com. Yeah. Like, am I not able to get into the website? I don't know. I've never been there. I just got to send a picture. No, I just see like something scrolling here, and, and many things look like what the hell is that? Yeah. Everything I've seen advertised on that site, it's just like, what the fuck is this? Uh, I've thought about this like fart tube thing before, though. I thought it could be smart, but I didn't think about as it. If, as if it. that's a random thought you've had on another occasion. No, I'm not in the same way as you. <laughs> not, not in like redirecting it deep into your intestines. I've thought yeah. about it in terms of like having a tube that you can like, so you can redirect it and it'll also be silent. So you can like tap, like, you know, untap yourself put it out a window or something and just like you know what I, mean? mm, I see i see yeah. like when you're when you're see. feeling like real consistent pressure sometimes yeah. you want to just be able to like you know lower that pressure yeah see there's one ad- advertisement here mm. that just shows like picture of a cream 
and a a a, a like male genitalia. Okay. And there there is nothing. There's no indication what it does. It's just picture of a cream and a dick. It's dick cream, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I would not buy dick cream from a website that sells various random goods. Yeah. Personally. I think that's a wise choice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we could talk about this. So uh, Amazon, everyone's favorite online retailer, mm. they do a crazy thing, which has been i think gaining some traction at least i've read about it more recently so you know you you order from amazon and sometimes you're ordering directly from amazon as like a seller and sometimes you're ordering from some other random person yeah. who's like yeah a, yeah mm-hmm. and sometimes yeah. when you order from like a different person it's fulfilled by amazon right so it gets sent to you yeah. by amazon okay yeah so mm-hmm. far so good <laughs> uh, so what they do is those retailers to have it fulfilled by amazon they like buy their product or whatever <clears throat> let's say we're talking about a a a a dick cream mm, you know if you will so this retailer would then uh, buy their own dick cream and then send it to amazon for amazon to fulfill the orders sort of as they go mm. uh, what amazon does is they take so they can be selling this dick cream from you know themselves <laughs> and from hundreds of retailers that are on amazon yeah. And then what they do is they take all of this same dick cream. They take, they like every every unique product gets just like a product number or like an ID for that product. So like every instance of this particular dick cream, like a twenty five milliliter tube of dick cream, gets the same uh, number, and they all just get thrown into a bin together. And then when anyone orders that dick cream from any retailer, including Amazon, they'll just take a random one from that, like, merged Oh, so you don't even know who you're buying it from, really? No. Mm. So you just get a random one from this merged bucket. So you could be getting it from any retailer, but, like, the sale goes to the one uh, that you bought it from, but the actual product is just taken randomly. Uh, And this Mm. is an issue because, and they don't track, yeah, they don't track who sent in which particular one. So if your product's so, broken or whatever and you want to return it, then they might not even be the fault of the company that you bought it from. It could be another company entirely yeah. that you're actually getting it from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And the thing, the problem with uh, cosmetics specifically, which is why I'm talking about dick cream, is that uh, <laughs> some retailers have apparently been capitalizing on this and been sending in uh, counterfeits. So... counterfeit dick cream (laughs) so you can so if you look up like fake cosmetics or something on on amazon uh people have been getting like uh, skin creams and stuff that give them rashes and that are clearly fakes and this is just like you can set up a retailer account on amazon uh send in your little counterfeits that you're making in a bathtub somewhere Mm -hmm. and then Mm -hmm. when people buy from you chances are they're going to get the legit one from one of the other retailers that actually sent oh. in the proper one so your reputation is fine and then so some random sneaky. person yeah and someone's mm. going to get the fake one from someone else uh and they don't track where that fake one came from anyway so this is an is excellent fucked. distinction between the difference in thinking that it's okay for a business not to be charitable and then this like this, this okay, is yeah, i mean this is <clears throat> well but this is clearly like this is like clear fraud yeah Yeah. but it's it's amazon is so amazon are fully within their rights to to continue operating in the way that they do but i would say that amazon really morally shouldn't be operating in this fashion where they allow this to happen yeah but then i also really enjoy that i get cheap things very readily off amazon but they can you can still get cheap things off amazon without them like mixing their their yeah. stockpiles like this they can at least yeah. trace where things come from it's easy just id it like f- for by the retailer that sent it in easy, uh, easy but yeah so don't buy your cosmetics on amazon is the take home message for me at least mm-hmm. nice uh, i yeah. just i find this voicemail oh yeah hit us up with that voicemail uh well we introduced it a bit better than that then sure um so we've got a voicemail we, we we've got a voicemail this week okay uh from Fan of the show, Leo, mm-hmm. who is responsible for you saying our funny little friend uh, very regularly at the start of every episode. Oh, yeah. I, I guess I'd kind of forgotten that there was someone else responsible for that. Yeah. Uh, it's, I just, guess it's luck, not my, my hard work. 
Uh, let me just play the voicemail. Mm-hmm. Hi, the Calling Munro team. I absolutely love the last episode. I had a question for Gudion. I would love you to clarify if you care if um, able-bodied people use the disabled toilet. My perception was that an accessible toilet uh, can be used by anybody, but it is especially kitted out for people who with, uh, with additional accessible needs, but that anyone can use it. Do you personally disagree? Do you find it annoying if able-bodied people use the toilet? I would be interested to hear you clarify that. Thank you very much. One for you, Gucci. Uh. Yeah. yeah, the thing is, when able-bodied people go to these bathrooms, they usually go there to poop. <laughs> <laughs> they usually go there to make the worst things they can do. <laughs> so they, they, they want to make me smell the poop. <laughs> so, like, that's the main annoying thing. Mm, yeah, guilty. So if you can do a non-smelly poo, then it's all right. Is that the conclusion? So I think you should have to do it if there are, like, how many, the proportion of people that are handicapped. Yeah. And if you, re- I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to find, like, a, more like a rule where if it is less than average, do you understand? So if there are a hundred bathrooms, how many people are handicapped would need the special bathroom? Uh-huh. So let's say if the proportion is like 30 to one, or I don't know, hundred to one for simplicity, like per hundred times anyone goes to bathroom, there has to be the same amount for people that needs the special facility. Okay. Do you but, get what I'm saying? Yeah. So you're saying basically that the number of uh, disabled bathrooms should reflect the proportion of uh, disabled people in the in the user base. Yeah. No, I that... disagree with that profoundly because why? If you have if if you have a building which you, like you you always need a toilet which is suitable for everyone to use because otherwise. Uh, if a building's only set up for I, I don't know thirty people to be in it, but then I don't know what the percentage of of the population is that that like if you if you'd only expect one in uh, two in a hundred people to actually need uh, a wheelchair toilet, then mm-hmm. those two people could never use that building if you never had access for it. No, but you like you round it up, right? So it's always going to be at least one. Okay, okay, yeah. Then 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 I'm on board. Yeah. But but there's <laughs> another thing. Like let's see that all the bathrooms are full. Yeah. And there's like a line to each of them. Yeah. It will be much quicker to go through the normal, like through the hundred other bathrooms that would be more quicker to run through. And But I have to pick exactly one. Yeah, that's true. I can't pick any of the others. So if the line would decrease in the other, I still have to wait. Maybe if an able-bodied person is going to use the disabled toilet, then they should have to have their picture... Like they can have a little camera set up so that their picture's on the front of the door. <laughs> so ah. then they're they're only using it if they really need it because otherwise they're being shamed. And then if mm. they leave a stink there, then we can set up a system so that their picture is there as long as the stink is there. Oh shit, oh. that's pretty that's pretty fucking crazy. So what what the I think the actual rule is is that uh disabled bathrooms are uh are unisex, uh, all access bathrooms with priority access for uh, disabled people. Yeah. So, like, everyone is entitled to use that bathroom, but if there is a line, then the disabled person skips to the front of the line. Mm. Right. So, th- at most, they're going to be waiting for one person. Uh, but this is the, a rare thing. Usually, yeah. all of them are oh, like vacant. Is not that? Yeah. I mean, people generally. Yeah, yeah, that's the. So it's it's a rare thing, but most often people go there for two reasons: to poop and fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's got space. So, a guy as a as a dude, you are only going to go there to poo because, like, why would you pee somewhere that's not a urinal? Mm, like, yeah. urinals are the best thing. They are, they are optimum bathroom. They're fast sociable yeah they're high throughput clean. like the best is when it's just like a trough you know it's just like this metal trough and you can mm. squeeze like an infinite number of dudes that is the yeah. fucking 
like at a sporting event, you see there's always like 300 people in line for the women's bathroom. And not the men are not just good like, if you've got nothing on your feet. The troughs are always always damp ground. Uh, splash, mm. se- splash Central as well, those troughs, because they don't have, so the uh, urinal has those at the angles on them so that the yeah. pee just glides round, whereas the troughs are very reflective, shall we say. That's true, that's mm. true. Yeah, but I mean, how often do you go to the bathroom with nothing on your feet? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it must be often enough that it's something I've thought about. And then you have okay. to, then, then then you exacerbate the problem because you then stand far away from the, the trough so that mm. you don't have to have your feet wet which is fine because when the pee's first going, you're all powerful and you're making that distance. But the last bit kind of just dribbles down, and then and then you just and then eventually, you know, you've got to be outside of the toilet trying to pee in. I think you when are you... for our female listeners. You're making this sound like a much more common and horrible experience <laughs> than it actually is. Yeah, like it's most of these most of these trough bath like trough things are in a bathroom and there's no mess around them. You're yeah. you're referring to like a. a music festival style thing where the water like where the ground is wet and everything is horrible yeah but this you actually do not wear shoes when you pee in the swimming pool oh so yeah i always pee so here in iceland there's a big swimming pool culture uh and you like shower naked before going in the pool so much so that i've been told off for when i first arrived in iceland i was told off because i wasn't naked in the showers and the yeah staff came up to me and were like please take your clothes off i was like take me for dinner first you're supposed to fucking be clean yeah fuck uh but yeah so i usually make use of that naked time and i go to the urinal and i it's a different experience you're just naked peeing into the urinal it's and but then it doesn't matter know how to measure the the content of pee in that pool now don't we why? What do you mean? Have we not spoken about this in the podcast already? How to measure uh, the content of pee in a pool? No. No. Oh, well, people, how to measure Jeez. the content of pee in your pool. Yeah. Uh, so you can't, You the obvious go-to that is initially That's, jumped to is, is taste test. You, you know, taste, yeah, just give it, a, <laughs> give it a little lick, is uh, measuring the concentration of urea. But urea comes out of sweat and various other things, so you can't mm. do that. However... Artificial sweeteners are something that are very common in foods. And so uh, you can measure the, and, and they don't get excreted anyway other than out of your urinal, out of your urinal, out of your urine. <laughs> so then you can measure the concentration of artificial sweeteners in your pool. And then you can measure the average concentration of uh, artificial sweeteners in urine and then work out from that how much pee is in your pool. Mm. So I, when you introduced this, I thought this was going to be like a quick and easy homebrew type way to do it, but it's actually very complicated, and this isn't for the everyman at all. No, it's not. It's not for the everyman. No, it's for the people with access to a laboratory, uh, which is very <laughs> a niche market. Yeah. So, uh, uh, speaking of speaking of peeing a pool, though, uh, so I was thinking about this. I was in I was in the hot tub. Uh, as as you do, or I've, mm-hmm. I've th- this this realization was spread out over a few hot tub trips. So you shower before you go in the hot tub to get all your sweat and horribleness uh, mm-hmm. off off yourself, mm-hmm. uh, and you pee so you don't pee in the pool or whatever. And then you get into this hot tub, and I was like, wait, but surely we're like sweating into this thing because it's hot. Mm-hmm. So the next mm-hmm. time I decided to weigh myself before and after uh, Ooh, going into the pool, yeah, nice. and I. I think I weighed like 1,200 grams less coming out. Yeah, I bet. But do you not evaporate through... Through your head? Does, does it only evaporate evaporate through sweat? Uh, I mean, oh, most of that was... I can't remember how much up. you lose by breathing, but it's not much. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking Isn't it much? Well, it, well it's, not, it's not significant. I'm assuming you're in the water for what, like two hours? Maybe, most? yeah. Yeah. So then over the course of two hours, the amount you're going to lose through your breathing is not going to be anything like 1,200. It's not going to be a significant percentage of that. Fair. If anyone wants to fact check that, that would be nice. I'm not about to. <laughs> uh, what's interesting uh, related to this is that when you are losing weight, so you go from being fat like Monroe to being cut bum, like me. Bada, bum, bada, bada, bum. <laughs> Most of the weight you lose uh, is lost by breathing it out. As in, it's the carbon attached to the oxygen. So you breathe in oxygen, you then breathe out carbon dioxide. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I suppose so. Something. The so fat the gets extra broken carbon. down, basically, and you mainly breathe it out. Yeah, I think you lose. Happens. I think uh, on average, you breathe out about 300 grams of carbon a day, but that seems like a lot, and I've said it out loud. 300 grams? Jesus, that's a, that's a huge amount. Yeah. But maybe it's true, because, like, I don't know, but, like... Uh, intuitively, you wouldn't have thought that you lose weight by breathing it out. You thought like, no. you'd think you'd sweat it out or poop it out or something. Yeah. But, but you mainly breathe it out. Is it okay to pee in shower? Yeah, yeah. 100%. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. we've endorsed peeing in the sink. Yeah, that's true. What the so hell? Like, <laughs> have we endorsed that on the show? Uh, I don't know, but I, I endorse well, it fully. We have. It. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if we're going to endorse peeing in the sink, then surely we're going to endorse peeing in the shower. I mean, come on mm. now. Sometimes yeah. I'll pee. <laughs> so I've done this where like I need to pee and I'm about to shower. So instead of like peeing uh, and then taking a shower, I'll like just stand and use my shower as a urinal, like while it's warming up or something. <laughs> and just pee into my shower and then shower. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I do yeah. not like this. I do not like this. Really? Mm-hmm. Yesterday I had to... Uh, damn. So yesterday I was uh, in my studio uh, where I am now and I'm packing because I'm moving to Denmark. Uh, and I was here for uh, hours packing and I ended up needing to pee. I don't have access to my bathroom here because my I've there's other people living in the apartment. So, so you peed in a box? No. <laughs> Ugh, a cardboard box. I was going to pee into uh, a bottle, which I've done before here, and I've sent you guys a picture of it. Mm-hmm. And then I don't have that bottle anymore because uh, Anna threw it away. Why? I don't know. I th- she must have. I think we were taking bottles and stuff from here anyway, and she was just like, must have just grabbed it. So she took my pee bottle away from me. So I was sitting here, pee bottleless, and I didn't know what to do. Uh, and I was looking at, there's all these containers, but none of them I re- that I really wanted to pee in. Uh, <laughs> and the sink here isn't like easy access for peeing into. So I had to like, what I ended up doing is I like climbed on top of some boxes and had to like position myself precariously so that I could pee into the sink from like a slight, <laughs> from like a slight distance. Oh, I was. <laughs> oh, Why didn't you just go outside? Because it was like daytime. It was bright outside and I didn't want people seeing me pee in the garden it seems it's not very classy (laughs) stay classy san diego exactly um ask me if i have a skill of the week oh hey monroe randomly do you have a skill of the week yeah baby oh shit (laughs) so this is this is an actual thing which Mm -hmm. i'm has made such uh like big difference to my life and so i'm very happy Uh, other than your other skills yeah that's why i'm that's what this like legit thing that i'm excited to share with people so this is for anyone who in the morning struggles to get out of bed and especially like if you if you're going to work or whatever getting out of bed is fine but on those days when you need to get out of bed but it's just for kind of things that you're trying to self-motivate yourself to do as opposed to for anything else Mm. barcode alarms they're the best thing ever so you just download one off off uh, the app store, and then you set the the alarm so that it only goes off when you select when you when you scan a barcode of your choosing. So I would normally choose the soapy suds bottle in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. So then, the when my alarm goes off, the only way to turn it off is to walk through to the kitchen and scan the barcode on the soapy suds, and then it goes. But off. you can move the those soap. Be sad, what do you say? Yeah, but to your bathroom. It's the beautiful thing about it. It's it's like you know when you're dieting, when you go to the shop for your weekly shop, you're motivated mm-hmm. to buy the right food. Then, as opposed mm-hmm. to if you try and buy your food before each meal, you'll eat shit. This is kind of the same thing. Where the night before, you're all like, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna get up early. Yeah, I'm gonna have the best day tomorrow. Yeah, and then in the morning comes like, yeah, I'm gonna sleep. I'm gonna sleep. Mm-hmm. Whereas. So you set the alarm. So you set you you at night. You don't move the the bottle or the book or whatever it is you're using. You leave that somewhere. You know it's going to force you to get up because when in the morning, motivated you is not around. The last night motivated you sorted unmotivated you in the morning out, and then you can just get on with your day and get out of bed. Mm. Is this your description or the apps? This is my description. 
<laughs> I would hope, yeah, it's not the apps. <laughs> because <laughs> I can see that as being smart, yeah. Barcode alarms. Uh, I'm trying to think of whether this is overcomplicated, uh, but I don't think it is. No, it's really not. There are some of the so- the software that it's definitely a, a gap in the market for anyone who with a bit of uh, of a coding background that could generate an app because often the apps are a bit annoying and just not that super user friendly and they miss certain features. Like it'd be quite nice if you could snooze once and then set the alarm to come on, which mm. some of them have, but some of them don't. They're, they're all a bit so. It's, it's there's a gap in the market for a good quality barcode alarm. Okay. Um, but there are ones out there that are free that, yeah, they just get you out of bed in the morning. Very good. Uh, is that a skill? Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on. We had snapping, <laughs> we had snapping spaghetti in three. This is a fucking skill. No, because that's you're, that's you doing something. Like this, this isn't you doing anything. Is it? This isn't a skill. It's a, this hu- is a hint and tip. This is a life hack. Mm. Whatever. Don't well, don't start getting on the definition of what a skill is for this bit. <laughs> this is the closest thing to a skill I feel like we've ever had. Nah, we've had splitting a banana in three. That's a skill. That's true. That's a fucking skill. Nice. Uh, I don't know if this was a good episode. Maybe, but uh, good effort, boys. <laughs> yeah, I think I, th- I think we were we were slow to warm up, but once we got going, what are we done? I mean, I think so. Do you not? Want I to be didn't done? have my quote. Oh no, no, we're not not done, done. I'm just, I'm, I'm warming the crowd up for the parting words. Oh, you know, I'm getting them going. Grion, I'm going to ask you a random question. Are you ready? Mm. Yeah. Do you have any parting words? No. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I have, have a great one. Mm -hmm. In context to what we've been saying earlier in the show, Mm -hmm. the best way to predict the future is to create it. Whoa. No. Nice. I also have another one. Okay. A better one. Okay. Sometimes the bravest and most important thing you can do is just to show up. Uh, that was not the second one I was thinking you were going to say. Yeah. That was that was a, a curveball. I surprised ball. you. Surprised you. Yeah, you did surprise us. Please don't make this a thing normally where you have three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <word. laughs> Ah, you mean I have one left? Yeah. You knew about that one? I think so. Yeah. Be kind. Yes. Mm. Uh, Monroe, do you have any parting words? Thanks, Leo, for your voicemail. Anyone else send us through your voicemails? Much appreciated. Yeah, hit us up with fucking shit on callingmonroe at gmail.com. Uh, Did Stephanie Instagram, get her meter? Of course. Nice. Mm-hmm. Of course, we are men of our word. So, send, yeah, follow us on Instagram. Uh, send us things there or for the email, on the email, something, something, words, words, English. Uh, yeah, keep on trucking, boys and girls. <laughs> That's like a question. <laughs> Goodbye, folks. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. If you're feeling low, in need of a bro. There's one thing that makes your heart start to glow. Calling Monroe. Calling Monroe. Calling Monroe. Calling Monroe. I'm calling Monroe.